The Library by Francis Rosenfeld Bird's Story What was that? Gwen lost her footing, surprised as she was by the unexpected appearance. Just keep walking, you'll be fine. Number seven's usual rotten mood soured further, if that were even possible. Gwen didn't want to get him started and have to listen to hours and hours of ranting about idiocy generously seasoned with phrases and languages she didn't understand, but the sight, if real, was too shocking to leave unanswered. If I didn't know any better, I swear I saw. Oh, shut up, will you? Number seven turned around, with his usual curmudgeon persona proudly on display. Let me guess. You think you saw an alien? He mocked, mercilessly. Ooh, how did you? Oh, shut up. Number seven continued his sulking, walking a few steps ahead. But, Gwen insisted. I don't want to talk about it. He cut the conversation short. Make yourself useful, if you're capable, and fill the flask, will you? They were at the tequila barrel whose contents benefited from unusually warm weather and turned up in alcoholic content worthy of bragging rights. Here's another one. Gwen pointed to a rock nearby, from behind which a weird-looking creature's eyes gleamed in the afternoon sun. Yes, they're everywhere. It was too good to last, wasn't it? Them leaving us alone. Who? What? How? Gwen mumbled incoherently. Not sure which question to start with. How could you not tell me? Are they evil? How long have they been here? There's nothing worse than people who think they know what they're talking about. They've been here forever. Okay, you have not. We're in a zoo. They picked us up one by one, and it's getting uncomfortably crowded. You'd think they'd build us an extra cage, but no. He looked at Gwen. Irk she couldn't compose herself enough to utter a sentence in response. Yeah, that's what I thought. While you're still quiet, you're not on earth. Literary genius. God, I hate stupid people. The situation seemed so dire. Gwen didn't even consider getting offended, while panic built up to threatening levels in her cardiovascular system, and the only thing she could think to ask was why. So far they only picked up the smartums, although they seem to have made an exception in your case, he stated matter of fact, and then reconsidered and continued. Maybe they wanted to learn what the brains of females were like and you're the best they could come up with on short notice. Where is here? Damn if I know. Number seven continued, morose. Too far to tell, that's for sure. If you nursed any hope to see your home again, now would be a good time to lay it to rest. What do you mean? I mean, judging by the stellar configurations, which you didn't have enough scientific curiosity to study, we're beyond the boundaries of our visible universe. I can't recognize anything. He paused, throwing dirty looks towards the alien behind the rock, who was still gawking at them in a way that gave him the creeps. At first I thought they brought us here to colonize the planet. Oh, wipe that shocked look off your face. They multiply by cloning. I think they are still waiting for our lot to undergo mitosis. Not as smart as you'd think, I'm afraid. But the reality is a lot more depressing. We're part of their living entities collection, 
here to satisfy their curiosity. Their young are the worst, like that little creep over the boulder. They'll stare at you with their beady little eyes until you get a headache. Other than that, they never tried to harm us. They just stare. How could you not tell me? Gwen blurted, shocked. And what good did that do you? We tried to make you understand there is no leaving here. But you're too pig-headed to listen to anybody, aren't you? They were already at the camp when number six got up with them. Did you tell her? He pulled number seven aside. She saw one, I had to. How did she take it? You be the judge of that. She's over there, mumbling incoherently. He looked in Gwen's direction and got instantly aggravated. Don't tell me you're praying over it. Stop that nonsense this very instant. Leave her be. Number seven. Number six tried to appease him. There will be plenty of time for that later. So, they're back, eh? Number seven nodded, looking down to avoid anyone looking him in the eye to see his pain. Do you ever wonder what these disappearing and reappearing acts are all about? Only all the time. Maybe they're trying to figure out if we understand the concept of object permanence. I'm going to miss the theater. Last time they showed up, they didn't leave for two years. I think we should ignore them and go about our lives, such as they are. Only number one can do that. Sit on his gravel path in a peaceful pose, oblivious to the world while they circle around him like vultures around a fresh meal. I can't. I can only live free. His face darkened, and he took another generous gulp from his flask. We should thank our lucky stars these alien smooth brains reasoned the desert around Sedona was our natural habitat and brought agave and pot and mushrooms. Um, come to think of it. That doesn't sound accidental, does it? Yeah, the eggs are the worst. Number six shuddered. The chickens are mostly ornamental, of course. Do you ever wonder what creatures lay our regular meal fare? At least three different kinds that I could make out. Surprisingly devoid of unfortunate side effects. Those eggs. This biosphere's biology must be very similar to ours. At least as far as its chemical composition is concerned. What makes you think the creatures who laid the eggs are from this planet? They brought us over from the other side of the universe, didn't they? They stopped talking, weighed down by the burden of their common predicament, and threw a glance in Gwen's direction. She was still sitting in a prayerful pose, but had stopped mumbling. I'll go talk to her, number six offered, to number seven's great relief. He'd never been good with kids. Gwen. He asked gently. How could you not tell me? She looked at him with deep hurt in her eyes. Would you have believed me if I did? He explained himself. Why, only last week you wanted to take another trip across the desert alone. Like in that classic definition of insanity. Don't you think if there was any way out of here, we'd have discovered it by now? Stop believing in fairy tales. The good guys seldom win. So. What am I supposed to do now that my whole life is gone? I don't know. Adapt. Try to learn and invent new things. Make art. Whatever humans always did throughout civilization. What would be the point of that if, as you say, we're in a zoo? What is the point of creating anything that can be taken away at any point? Why do you think we chose theater and philosophy and poetry and science? He encouraged her. Nobody can take away your experiences and your thoughts. 
He pondered on the truth of his statement. At least I hope not. I'm really not sure what these creatures are capable of, but let's stay with that belief, shall we? How about God? Are you a religious person, my dear? Didn't used to be, she sobbed. Whatever comforts you, personally. I choose to celebrate the most beautiful things our civilization accomplished and carry them with me in their entirety. Even in the most dire of circumstances, I choose to represent our race. Do you think they care? I can't tell if they figured out we were sentient, or whether their concept of sentience bears any resemblance to ours. It doesn't matter much, really. In the beginning, we attempted to make contact. But they behave as if whatever we do doesn't matter, like we'd watch a swarm of flies in chaotic motion. I'm starting to believe we'll never interact, but one never knows, does one. What's outside our habitat? We traveled as far as we could without endangering our lives. It all looks the same as here. Maybe that's what this planet looks like. They picked an Earth twin, obviously. He pointed to the sun. The resemblance is uncanny. Isn't it? This simple gesture oriented Gwen's entire perspective, and she started getting angry at the numbers for pulling such a childish prank on her, wondering how they built the alien when so little material was available to them. The little creeper was still gawking at her from behind his rock. You go right ahead with your denial. We've all been there at some point. Time will take care of sorting the truth from the lies. You don't have to believe me. Just find out for yourself. Gwen remembered the surreal beauty of the sunset and the thought of what might have contributed to it left a bitter taste of gall and ashes in her mouth. Maybe you should have something to eat. Number four, who just wandered onto the scene, suggested. What? Dragon lizard eggs, or whatever those are. Vulture. They are vulture eggs, number four clarified. Definitely of Earth provenance. You should enjoy them. I saved you a couple. Thank you, maybe later. And now you're like us. Number five interjected a comment. Are you sure about dismissing our psychedelic brews? They may be your only way out of this hell. Gwen's grief exploded in uncontrollable bouts of sobs. To number four's indignation. Now look what you've done. Was it too much to ask for you to leave her alone? She'd learned enough for one day. She doesn't need to carry your helplessness too. I don't need to carry it either. But I don't remember you doting over me. She's a child. She's a grown woman. Not my fault she needed to find herself. If she went on vacation in Cabo instead, like normal people do, she'd still have a life now. Oh, yeah, what normal behavior made you end up here? It's different. I'm an archaeologist. I was on a dig. Number four abandoned the squabble with an impatient hand gesture. It's getting late, and it's Tuesday. We should round up the chickens before it starts raining. Gwen jumped to her feet, suddenly energized by the thought of seeing familiar Earth life while drowning in a deluge of contrary emotions. She felt sorry for the chickens. She wanted to protect them. She envied them their lack of awareness and then doubted that fact, all at the same time. What if the chickens were even more scared and depressed than they were, but lacked the means to express it? Yep, number five assessed from the side. She lost it all right. Now she's delving into a deontological approach to chicken consciousness. That evening, 
After the chickens were safely inside, Gwen stood in the doorway and watched the downpour in the desert fill the dry beds and replenish the waters of the creek in the valley. And though she was still taken with the mastery of nature, who moved whole systems with its mighty power in order to re-establish their balance, everything looked different now. The rain, the thunderbolts, the thirsty desert life. She felt like a traveler without a home, with no place to rest her head. Remember that eel. Number five whispered devilishly. That wasn't eel, was it? Quen replied. For my money, I hope it was great non-Attili. That is such primal savagery, number one objected. Oh, right, cause that thought never muddied the pristine waters of your civilized mind. I don't think it was sentient, Gwen commented, still lost in contemplating the wild beauty of nature, even as it stood all the way over to the other side of the universe. If somebody told her a single word, a single image, will literally trigger the end of her world, she wouldn't have thought it possible. But there it was, the image of the strange-looking alien burned into her brain, the tiny pebble which had overturned the entire wagon of her consciousness. She was holding a tiny translucent gem in her hand, of a deep-red color she'd never seen before, and was fairly confident didn't happen naturally. But we don't pay attention to the details that don't match while we're busy making our existence fit neatly into its current context. While she stared in disbelief at the weird puzzle piece that didn't fit, an oblong metallic object, washed down the stream by the storm, popped above the water's surface, threw up a periscope and oriented it in their direction. It must have set anchor somewhere in the middle of the creek, because the contraption stopped moving and was now fully focused on observing the group. Its presence in the wilderness was even more jarring than the aliens' watching habits. It didn't fit, somehow. It just looked too high-tech for its rugged setting. Gwen tried her best to ignore it and watch the rain die down into the distance but couldn't shake the uncomfortable knowledge the beings out there were constantly watching. Number seven is right, she thought. Definitely creepy.